0: Your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. While it might not be officially summer, according to the calendar, for us it is. You know, anytime it's over 50 degrees in Wisconsin, we start to celebrate. And with at and the end of school... I would say it's officially summer. And for summer, it means we are adventuring and traveling and having ice cream. (laughs) It's just inevitable. The amount of ice cream that is consumed in this family, especially in the summertime, it doesn't have to be summer, but in the summertime, the quantity goes up. That's for sure. And I wanted something to lighten the mood. You know, oftentimes we talk about adventure as being a new, risky, potentially uncomfortable experience that leads to growth. Well, that's true. But for me, adventure is also fun. It's where I am the best version of myself and I see things in myself and my kids that make me smile and feel this inner sense of peace. In working on my book and creating the Ordinary Sherpa brand, in my unofficial market research, by the way, this is not formal in any way, shape or form, but most people associate adventure with hard, with fear, with wilderness, with camping, with things that seem adventurous but may not be within reach. So today I wanted to flip it. I wanna start with something we know, love, and maybe it's our favorite thing. Yep, that would be ice cream. What does adventure have to do with ice cream? Well, if you're in the Dusick family, ice cream and adventure go together like peas and carrots (laughs) or peanut butter and jelly. You rarely have one without the other. Just to demonstrate the power of ice cream, I thought I'd share a fun little story. A couple of years ago, my son and I joined this after-school running club. And the thought was, it was very casual, non-competitive. It would be a good way for my son and I to hang out. I would get some healthy activity and we'd spend some bonding time together. And I quickly learned that this third grader at the time was pretty stinking fast and I couldn't keep up with them. So he preferred to run with the fifth graders. And so my daughter joined and I thought, well, this will be okay, I'll I'll run with my daughter. She preferred walking. It ended up being a little funny. But at the end of the season, we ran a 5K. That was kind of the pinnacle event. And it was kind of nice, very low key. The high school sources of strength team was hosting the 5K. So it was a very casual, fun way for us to do this together. And the race was going fine. But about halfway through, you know, my son was up ahead. He was doing really well. And my daughter just wanted to quit. Like legit, she did not want to do it anymore. And I had been there. I'd run a few marathons myself, and I know what mile 15 looks like, (laughs) and I know what mile 16 looks like. It's hard. So I decided I would uh, bribe her, you know, like any good parent (laughs) in the adventure space, and I knew it would work. I said, you know, after this race, let's go get ice cream. And if you run, there was about one, little less than one and a half miles left, I said if you run the last 1.2 miles, the rest of this race without walking, you can get whatever kind of ice cream. Whatever size ice cream, whatever you want, but you have to finish. Otherwise, you're just going to have to go with like the little cone that we typically get. That chick took off, like took off running. And I was like, oh, apparently that worked to the point that I had a really hard time keeping up with her. She was on a mission. She finished the race without stopping to walk, and it was the fastest I'd ever seen her run. So my best intentions of spending time with my kids and getting a workout in might not have been accomplished, but this story sealed the deal on ice cream as bribery. This wasn't the first time I'd use ice cream as bribery, and it, I mean, we should just refer to it now as like the challenge reward, because it feels a little better than bribery, but I can assure you, it also won't be the last I might even use it as a psychology reward to myself for completing a task I didn't really want to do. Ice cream has a very natural part in the Dusick family adventures. In fact, finding the best ice cream place might become part of the adventure. A few years ago, on National Ice Cream Day, P.S., mark your calendar, it's July 17th and definitely one of our favorite holidays to celebrate. I was sharing on Instagram some of our favorite ice cream that we've ever tasted and curating a list of the best ice cream in our area when I came across a few surprises. There's a few local ice cream shops and creameries that I wasn't aware of, and the ice cream list was born. So this later fueled and reinforced my son's greatest travel goal, which is to taste the best small batch homemade ice cream in all 50 states. This would be much more fun than simply checking off the states that we visited and finding and sourcing the best ice cream is now a great connection builder. When I'm looking at destinations or connecting with other families, people are quick to offer their suggestions. There's a whole process behind this. If you've read my book and you hear anything about the Joy audit, you know I could like take it out of hand. So yes, there's like a full rating and review process we use and we're working on writing an untourist guide to the best ice cream in all 50 states. And I can assure you, just based on the research thus far, there will be at least three to four ice cream tastings per state because, you know, you need to compare. And how can you choose if you don't actually do a couple of taste tests? So if you think if there is the best ice cream, again, we really like the small batch, homemade, family-owned, small shop kind of places. If you think there's one in your state that needs to go on the list or in your area, Email me, DM me, or even leave a written review on the podcast, and I will make sure it's included in our research. You know our style. We love the the off-the-beaten-path, locally-owned hidden gems. And for the record, just to be clear, there's no chains included in the guide. We might eat them along the way or visit the original birthplace, or the best ice cream listings will not include any chain restaurants. If you want to follow any of this, by the way, I try to post quite frequently on Instagram and I use the hashtag ice cream connoisseur and PS that is in the show notes because I have learned how hard it is to write the word connoisseur. So go ahead. You're welcome. And follow that hashtag on Ordinary Sherpa and you can see all of our ice cream tastings. Anyway, using this theme, though, I thought it would be fun to use this. Like this is a place where when you're stuck and you don't know what to do, start with what you're good at. Start with what you know. What do you love? What does your family already enjoy? Rather than jumping into this like hard, uncomfortable thing. Yeah, nobody wants that immediately. For the most part, we find ice cream or something like this is an easy way to work your way into an adventure. In my book, Beyond Normal, A Field Guide to Embrace Adventure, Explore the Wilderness, and Design an Extraordinary Life with Kids, there's a section in the back that's called Play Wildly. And I use this acronym, MAGIC, to really help people take action. And in that acronym, A stands for Appearance. And this is used to really help people think through what do I already know and how can I change it? So the story I share in the book is one where I'm walking into the chain, the Coldstone Creamery chain, the ice cream chain, and selecting the base flavor of ice cream, adding my mix-ins, what type of sauce do we want? What type of toppings do we want? Anyway, we use this to create a really fun birthday dinner using pancake batter instead. So we were able to flip it, but using this ice cream experience. We use the appearance and the feelings we had when we walked into an ice cream shop to source what we already had in our cupboards to create a new experience. Things I pulled out, and I have a whole bunch of recipes too in the book, but you know, just things that we already had in our cupboards. It was really simple. We came up with a few recipes and each person was able to have a really fun experience. I just think it's kind of fun sometimes to think a little bit simpler, right? So I'm going to give you a couple more. Here's a couple fun ideas. If these are not on your list, you've never done them before. It might be a really easy way to have an ice cream inspired adventure this summer. The second one I have here is do a pint sized swap. So imagine it's like doing elephant, white elephant gifts. Have you ever done those where you just like give someone your crap? Except this time, go to the grocery store and everyone picks out your favorite, but then you have to share it. Okay, so you just get a pint size. So everyone's tasting, sharing, doing a little rating and review. It's super simple, but you secretly buy what you want anyway. Another fun adventure is to kind of make it an educational experience. This is actually inspired by a friend of mine who's going to be on the podcast here shortly, Erin Austin. She's the author of Family Field Trips. She shared the idea to try different ice creams from around the world. So do an around-the-world experience. In the United States, ice cream is often made using frozen milk fat. Alaska natives call it, I can't even say this, Aquatech? And they use animal fat mixed with snow and berries. In Italy, it's gelato. And did you know it's Italian law that gelato requires at least 3.5% buttercream? In Japan, mochi is the name. And it is mix of ice cream with rice dough. And then one of our favorites is from Thailand. I didn't even know that this was from Thailand, but it's called Itim Pad. And it is made by pouring milk onto a frozen steel pad with fruit or other ingredients and rolling it into curls and serving it in a cup. Mm, yum. Like mouth is watering. There are so many different variations of different types of ice cream. In Hawaii, it's shave ice. Or, and there's so many options. So turn it into this like educational experience and then try to find them either at the grocery store Or maybe you have some cool ice cream shops that you could go explore as well. On tourism at its finest. The next one I have is imagine the birth of the first ice cream. So I always say like, figure out how to make it yourself, right? (laughs) What would your life be like if you couldn't just go to the store and buy it? And I actually am working on things like, how can we make things from scratch occasionally? This is not my normal jam, but I had this really fun experience a couple years ago. A friend of mine had an ice cream maker. And then I found this amazing ginger ice cream recipe, which to this day, it's still one of my favorite types of ice cream I've ever had. But I like to find things like this. And I think I'm never going to make that like it's too much work. So how can we optimize this? Well, you might you know, want to kick things around in a can with rock salt. That's how I did it camp. So that's got to be the only way, right? No, there are these things called ice cream makers now. And you can actually like see if a friend has one. Or in my case, I actually found mine at Goodwill for $7. But now it is the thing that it's like a huge treat to just throw some cream and sugar and a little egg. You turn that puppy on and you have ice cream for dinner. So it has also been really fun. I know that sounds like a lot of work, but if you have an ice cream maker or if you find one at a garage sale, it doesn't have to be a lot of work. And it also can just be a fun little, you know, it takes up a little space. That's the only thing is, you know, I'm trying to like be minimalist, but it's one of those things that we really value and we can save a lot of money if we aren't constantly going out for ice cream. As I already mentioned is you may want to explore a different ice cream shop each week. So we do a seasonal adventure list And we put ice cream on this list every single time. But we're always trying to find a different ice cream shop. You know, we use this as a reward. You might just want to explore how can we, you know, especially after adventuring and creating new experiences, how can we associate something that once was hard or outdoorsy to something that we like, something that we enjoy? Even if we do enjoy the process of going on an adventure, could it be another adventure? Could it be something else that we already like? Maybe it's donuts. Do you like how I like immediately go to sugar? Sorry about that. Maybe it's lemonade. Like Where can you find the best lemonade around? Or maybe it is something that you don't even eat or drink. The goal is to just really turn this experience with a new twist. Finding the best ice cream is part of our journey now. Maybe it's part of the incentive. (laughs) Anyway, adventure is not intended to be a journey in deprivation or in roughing it type experiences. You always want to make sure that you're adding in comforts or luxury splurges where it fits. I want to encourage you to explore, and I apologize if this made you hungry. Go get some ice cream then and find out where it is. Actually, do this. Okay, so go grab some ice cream, wherever that is. I want you to take a selfie and post it on Instagram and tag Ordinary Sherpa and say, thanks for the inspiration from this episode. Okay. So now you have a challenge. I want to see, first of all, I'm just naturally curious about crowdsourcing amazing ice cream. So tag it, tag me, but let me know where exactly you are. And I want to see your selfies this week. All right. I have five key takeaways for this episode. Number one, While adventure might be a growth experience, it doesn't require deprivation. Adventure can include or be paired with comforts and luxuries when desired. Dusik family adventures pair amazingly well with ice cream. Number two, consider designing adventures based on what you already know, like, and are good at. I'm really good at eating a single scoop of ice cream after a hike. Ice cream also makes you thirsty and encourages hydration if you needed an extra reason, you know, just in case you don't want to be all hot and sweaty and not drink. Number three, create an adventure based on things you already love. Can you taste different ice creams around the world or find the best of in a defined area? Even buying a pint and comparing flavors or making your own type of experience. This is what we use. It's a simple spark of ice cream as the foundation of an adventure. Number four, adding your family personality to an adventure makes the experience much more meaningful than a bucket list of locations to check the box on. And number five, what is the best ice cream in your community or in your state? I need to know these things. (laughs) If you have a favorite that's not a chain, send me an email, a DM, leave a written review with your suggestion, and I definitely want to research it further. And I'll let you know if it makes the list. I can't wait to see your face, to hear your suggestions and continue encouraging you and your family to get out there and adventure. Until next week, keep on adventuring. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us.